Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Cuddle Mary Trash. Highest level of immaturity. Me. I that one. Oh, Rick. I like Catches. the and a coo on your chest in a second. Grosser. I got some titillating news for you, my friend. Right? Uh, Highest level of immaturity there. I don't change my voice either, so that has to count for something. Doc, I got some worms in the place. You don't want to have the worms. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Does he have ED? Oh, it's so clever. Look at us. On 98.7 ESPN. All right, Dean, over with you, 9870 ESPN, the big 7 o'clock hour. Uh, I think it's fair to say I think it's very exciting for you. You love this topic. Yep. You love the person involved with said topic. Okay. And we're working on printing out something that we will bring to the table in about 12 minutes from right really? now. Really? So that's where you uh, snuck off to? That's right. Wow. Because I'm, I mean, I prepare for the show like nobody, like nobody else. I go into the other room. Your immediate thought was I'm going to get a bagel. No. I thought you might need to replenish. You had a nice first hour. Yeah. Carve up a little bit. Nope. I went in to discuss the show with the guys and how we could That's best, the sesame bagel right best there. That's, further it. Look at that thing. You're going to have a, why don't you no. have a, qu- a quarter? Why? Because I won't once, be able Because once yeah. you start, you can't stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Bagel gone. Brought in four bagels. One's missing. Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's how you framed it. This was not a, this was not a mocking bagel. This was not a McCarthy's no. back celebratory right. bagel. No. This was kind of like a uh, a peace a, offering. Yeah, kinda. right. Like a nice gesture. Right. I like it. Yeah. RJ, when are you going to have your bagel? I don't think he's going to eat it. I'm no, very he... self-conscious now. Why? Why? We said you look great. You look no, terrific. No, no, no. Not about my looks. Last time Dave said there was a direct correlation, had the bagel, production trailed off. <sighs> well, you ate it all at one time. Maybe have half the bagel. He eat the bagel. I don't think you I You got can. plenty of coffee now in your big giant Yeti. That is a beautiful Yeti. It's the right size. It is. It's not too big. Now, you don't have to go refill that thing, right? It's filled to the top to start the day? It is. I, I don't fill it quite all the way, so I'll probably still hit the 825. It's just habit now. So why don't you just take the two... Uh, the two. <laughs> take the second uh, <laughs> cup and just put it right on top yeah, of the right, first the second, cup. Yeah, right. The second coffee potion, just uh, smash it. <laughs> I love that Ray thought that was the best way to go about it. That's interesting. Oh, that was one of my favorite shows we've done in a long time. <laughs> just smush it down on top you know, of the... No, you know you can only put one pot in there. <laughs> yeah, Ray's explained. He's the voice of reason when it comes to the uh, to the coffee pot. So, you know what else we have coming up this hour? The Superbox Bonanza giveaway. SBBV. Uh, yeah, which nice. I'm, I'm excited. I can't believe this is the fifth time we've done this. It's amazing. Yeah, it's been uh, quite some time. So Ryan Clark, who he likes to say some stuff. Oh, he's going to say some stuff. Um, he went after Josh Allen, said he's got to get this win at some point, which I which I agree with. And he's also very negative towards RJ's quarterback. 
towards Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, yeah. yeah. Says he is just really a very average NFL quarterback. Here is Ryan Clark going off on uh, Brock Purdy. The single hardest thing I had to do this year was act like Brock Purdy deserved to be in the conversations with the other people we're mentioning. Because he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, we had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. Those things are not alike. Brock Purdy is a fine player. Brock Purdy doesn't raise the level of play of anyone around him. And so when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, the people around them benefit from having those sorts of players at the quarterback position. Brock Purdy benefits from having the sort of players he has at the skill positions around him. Now, what annoys me about this is, have you heard one person, one person say Brock Purdy is Patrick Mahomes, is no. Josh Allen, is Joe Burrow. One. No, no, but listen, I don't think you need to be like I don't think you need to be in that conversation just in in general if you're having a a season like he was having where he was in the MVP conversation. I don't think that I don't think that necessarily puts you like for that season maybe the way you're playing that season like you you could be compared to those guys who are also having great seasons. But as far as who do you think the better quarterback is, I no, I don't think he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen. No, or you'd Mark be Jackson stupid if you think he's better Patrick than those Holmes guys. Or Joe Burrow. But that doesn't mean that he. And, and also, we're going to punish Brock Purdy because he has good weapons. I don't understand that. Do we punish Patrick Mahomes because he had Tyree Kill and no, and, and but Travis you've also seen, No, no, but you've also seen Patrick Mahomes win a Super Bowl last year without Tyree Kill. I'm, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying it's like it's, he's, you, this is year two of a guy who was the last pick in the draft. I think that's part of it too. Was that he was the last pick of the draft? He threw for 31 touchdowns. Right. He's a he's a again. I'm not putting him up in that the top quarterback in the NFL, but is he very good? He's a very good quarterback. I think he fits what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Of course, he fits what they and want to do. I think you've do. also seen like I mean, clearly not comfortable throwing a wet football. Not great. And then when you did see you know him without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, I mean it didn't look great. But I could also say that was probably because he was playing with a concussion and shouldn't have been out there in the first place. But I understand why Ryan Clark's like, you know, I was forced into having Well, because he was in the MVP conversation. But he was in the MVP right, conversation. But so, was, but so was Tua. Do I think Tua's as good as Josh Allen and Joe Burrow? He's not. Mahomes? No. The answer is no. So, I mean, I, listen, it, it both can be true. Like, there are plenty of guys that have had MVP you know, kind of seasons, like one isolated season where they're in those conversations, but then just aren't as good as those the guys that we're talking about. We're weird the way we rate and react and define quarterbacks. We're, we're very strange. Well, I think because it's, it's how important the position is and how much money they make. No, no, I, I think it's worthy of it. I just don't understand what leads people to have certain analysis of certain players. Well, I think part of it is the fact that he was the I mean, he was the last overall pick in the draft. He's a, he's a he was Mr. very good. He's a very he good goes quarterback. To a team that has tons of talent with one of the best offensive minds in the league. So those guys who already have like a stat, like have established themselves, like Kyle Shannon has already established himself as a really good coach. Correct. Christian McCaffrey, best running back in the league. Debo, Trent Williams, best left tackle. Like they have all this talent. I get it. Kittle. So he hasn't really had to elevate anyone yet. And the chances that he's had to you know, to elevate the team when those guys were out, I mean, I guess Ryan Clark would tell you that he hasn't. And his, you know, in the playoff okay. game against so Green Bay, he's, he's, he's been the good. starting quarterback there for two years, right? This is not, not, year. not even two full years, for, for two years. And now he's in the, his second NFC Championship game, right? Yeah. It's got to count for something. Of course it counts for something. 
but he's not giving all the credit to Brock Purdy. He wants to give the credit to everyone else, which is fine. Well, you, that's his prerogative. Yeah, you, listen, he's I just entitled to never, his opinion. I just think it's yeah, a but little... I don't think you listen. I think that you can take. I mean, I, I can I can take what I'm seeing. Let's say this season because he's. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation because he had a really good season. Thirty-one touchdowns, eleven picks, completed almost seventy percent of his passes, you know, almost forty-three hundred yards. That's a good season. That's a really good. Team season. gets the number one seed. Like you can have a season like that and be in that conversation, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily as good as the players that you know are always in that conversation. Well, listen, he's an all-time great. Like you could have okay. For example, Linus Allmark wins the Vesna Trophy. Okay, best goalie in the league. Great season. Do I think that he's better than Andre Vasilevsky? No, I don't. It's a good for that, point. For that season, he was. Right, and he was also on a team that was as, probably more talented than any other team. Joe Montana, we put him in that upper echelon of, okay, did he have the greatest receiver of all time in Jerry Rice? Did he have Roger Craig? Did he have Brent Jones? Did he have John Taylor? I mean, the answer is yes. Did he have Bill Walsh? Did he have Bill Walsh? So, yeah. are we, are, did he have a great defense? Did he have a team that was unbelievable? So, we're gonna we're gonna punish Joe Montana, who was a wonderful quarterback, but we're gonna punish him because he had great players around him. I, I don't understand that rationale. Well, I think. Well, here's the difference, though. I think that. I mean, I think that in Brock Purdy's situation, you already are going to a team that's established that they have great players. So he hasn't necessarily had to elevate anyone else. The feeling is is that you know. We've already seen Christian McCaffrey be the best, most dynamic, dynamic running back in the NFL. So you don't have to, I don't have to raise his level. If anything, he's going to raise my level. He's going to make it easier for me. I think that's Trent fair. Trent Williams will make it easier for me. You've seen the names that Ryan Clark is talking about make the players around them that aren't established better. But I haven't heard anybody compare Brock Purdy he's to be, those guys. He's got to be talking about the MVP conversation. That's what he has to be talking about. Because that's crazy to think. Like, this is year two for this guy, and I... If if you're asking me who the best quarterbacks in the league are, I would not say Brock Purdy at the top. He wouldn't even come to to the top of your mind. Now, if you want to forecast what it would look like him for you know for him moving forward after seeing his first two years, and could he get to that level? Like at some point when he's going to get paid, is he going to be asked to make the players around him better? Absolutely, sure. But this is just not the situation. We're not there yet. We're not there. Hey, don't give it to him. No, no, RJ. Why did you do that? Steal my list? No. Uh, you know what? RJ's trying to sabotage my segment. <laughs> RJ, put me up another one of those. Why, why would he put it right there? He's a saboteur. Why? Honestly, what was the rationale behind that? You knew this was a secret. You knew I didn't want him <laughs> to know. Is it really a secret? Now. Is it really a secret? You, I haven't looked at anything. You, sa- you said it was a secret. From him. I didn't want him to know. Until 12 minutes. Now it's been 12 minutes. No, I said 7.15. What's well, on TV now also? It's, so uh, you know what? You Tennis. Got <laughs> Tennis. You, you guys. Yep. You, Rublev. Yeah, Rublev. 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 Let's go yep. with that. <laughs> yeah. Rublev is playing center right now. Right. That's live. I know it's... Yeah. I just told you I woke up this morning and watched tennis. I get it. Well, that was my logic. Raymond pointed out, because we were keeping a secret, I formatted it, and he said, well, it's on TV now. So now it's, I can't keep it a secret. I, I can't believe he did that. Do you think he memorized the list in those four seconds? I don't think he knows what you're talking about. I didn't get to see about. the list. His hands are too quick. I don't think he knows what you're talking about and the fact that you're trying to spoil. This is fun. Let's see how long we can keep this going. No, no. See, because I'm, I'm, I'm the most mature on the show now. I didn't do any extra searching. I'm just going to play the game. I'll play the game. That's it. Yeah. I'll play the Which game. Which is the way the game is intended right. to be played. Let's go to Mike and Clifton. God, you guys. Good morning, Mike. You're on Hey, man. What's going up, guys? Hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. Um, so, Brock Purdy... Um, QBR, number one for better half of the season. I mean, that's got to count for something. Yeah, I think it does. Listen, I think he had a really good season. I think Ryan Clark's point is, and I, I don't know you know, what 
know what he's necessarily referencing, like who was saying that he was in that same, you know, that same echelon of quarterback as Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, is that you know Brock Purdy's success has a lot to do with the people, the players around him, and the coach, which is fine. I mean, I, listen, they they have a really good team. That's a really talented team, a very talented, and probably the point, most talented team. Right at a certain point, when he gets paid, like he's gonna he's gonna be asked to make the players around him better. He's not being asked to do that right now. He's he's being asked to run Kyle Shanahan's offense. That's right, and he's doing it very very well. And he's back in the NFC Championship game. And I don't think he played well last no. th- this past weekend. And still in the biggest moment, let his team on a on a, on a touchdown drive when right. they had to have it. Yeah, which I told you yesterday. That's not easy, man. To put it's all not, that, to put all that stuff behind you and, and do what he was able to do. When you have a bad game, and he was bad in that game. To respond in that moment with a touchdown drive is a big time answer. It is not just bad though; like clearly, like just not trusting what you're doing. Yeah, no, like, he, didn't was, trust he was he was out of his the football element. was aiming it like there was just not none of it was good. Ira Staten Island. Good morning, Ira. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? You know the quarterback debates and the level of what they play at. I mean, how many Patrick Mahomes? How many Josh Allen's? Uh, John Elway, Dan Marino's? They don't come around that much. But when you get the right coach in the right system and you get a talented quarterback, not at that level, if they play at the right system and coach up well, you could win. And I think Purdy is he's a product of the system he's in. And that doesn't mean you still can't win a Super Bowl with that type of quarterback. Ira, do you remember when John Elway was a loser because he couldn't win the Super Bowl and they got hammered year after year in the Super Bowl? That's right. And then money go like three or four Super Bowls after that. I mean, but, you know, you, it, it's so it's so weird with quarterbacks because there's only so many that are God gifted talent at that level. It's every look at Delphi. I mean, how many quarterbacks like a Delphi are going to win Super Bowls going forward? He was in the right place at the right well, time. Well, you're going to be hard pressed now think- with how much money they make, too. For that to well, right, but and what's going to happen if Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, and then all of a sudden all the prices go up? And I think yeah, I think Rick, you alluded to it. Once they're going to have to pay Purdy like a top quarterback, that's when the four, that's when the Forty Nine will start to go backwards because I don't think he could carry a team. But what they ask him to do now, he's capable of doing. Well, let's not forget though, too. He's in year two. Like I mean, there, there's going to be some growth, I would imagine. And and for some reason, because he was the last pick in the draft, it's like, well, he doesn't have the the requisite skill you know skill set to do it. Well, maybe he turns himself into a really good quarterback because he does all the other things really well, right? He processes information. What pisses me off the most about this whole conversation, and it it drives me crazy sometimes, is that we'll always point out the losing, like even with the Josh Allen stuff, like it's we'll just focus on the fact that you know he wasn't able to get over the hump, but we won't give that player, whoever it is, whatever sport, the credit for carrying a team that probably doesn't deserve to be where they're at. Right. The appropriate credit. It's like, well, LeBron lost in the finals. Well, do you think his team had any right being in the finals in the first place? Right. No, he dragged them to those, the finals. Those Cavs teams were horrendous. Right. So, but we, they get no credit for that. Just because they're, they're great. People change the narrative however they want to change the narrative. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. So you know what has to be done? RJ has to jump through hoops on this show, which I feel badly about. He has to make contact with the Monty Tumor before he's going to join us to confirm that he's ready and prepared and will be on time and and everything. Well, he doesn't have to. Well, he does because he's right. he's terrific. Because he's, I mean, he's a professional, and Amani's shown the propensity to just not show up. I've That's heard right. Back. So this is what we hope. He said he's ready to go. The real chance pickleball gets scheduled, then he's a no show. That would be. And then you would have to go out all, all by yourself. Yeah, just warming up by yourself. And they're not wood. They're not well, wood. Summer, summer wood. Summer wood. You don't want to play with wood. But why anyway. not? <laughs> Every Sunday morning. You're dialed into that show, aren't you? Until you do it, you're still just in position. Wow. That's like New a, York game day. It's a wild listen, yeah. Is Anita still doing the fantasy show from like 7 to 8? I think she does, yeah. Well, I see her on the uh No, the no, TV like show. The, the local, the radio. I think she does fantasy oh, from 7 to 8. Right, and then they then Amani. And then 8 to 11, it's at 10 of them joins in Amani. Right. And she also does the, uh, on TV. Yeah, yeah. She, she does do the fantasy show, Sunday mornings. She's quite the talent. Oh, I'm a tennis player. I'm a great ping pong player. I don't care about that. Wow. Don't say nice things about them. Wow. This is not the time to do that. No? No. Well, part of the I'm going to stick it they, where the sun They bring shine. it up every Sunday. Every single Sunday they bring it up. They're looking for content. Yeah, well, no. They're looking for a pickleball match, and that's what they're going to get. Well, they're going to get a pickleball oh, match. Oh, they're going to get well, it. They're going to get a pickleball match. Right in the bottom. <laughs> Careful. I did get a nice pickleball bag. Yeah? Cassie got me a pickleball bag. Because it, my, uh, an inscription? Uh, it has my initials on it. It's nice. That's nice. Looks professional. Really professional. Really? Yeah. Some of those rackets are very, very expensive. Uh, yeah, there's some ones that... What is it? Need to talk about playing with wood rackets? Though? What is she talking about? I don't about? know if she's talking about. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I mean, it's who would compatible. Who a wood racket? Um, so what I have and what I've teased you with is Mel's latest mock draft. Did you know this was even out there? Uh, I did not know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and as was up on the TV, the guy's like, oh, it's up on the TV, it's up on the TV. You're like, there's tennis up on the TV. Right, but I wasn't paying attention. I'm just, right. I'm, I'm locked into your conversation. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. All right, so you ready? Yep. Give me give me some music. Give me something, Raymond. Make yourself useful. There you go. So at the top overall selection, this will be no surprise to anybody. He has the Bears taking Caleb Williams. Yep. USC. 
Number two, this is where it starts to get a little interesting. Number two. Let me guess. Yeah, go ahead. Let me guess. So you said interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a quarterback. So if it's interesting, it's not going to be Drake May then because that's been the kind of the number two guy. It's going to be your guy, Jaden Daniels. That's right. Jaden Daniels to the Commanders, number two. Heisman Trophy winner. Number three. That'll be Drake May. Drake May to your Patriots. They're not my Patriots. Well, ugh. You're from that area, though. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Drake May, number three. Number four. Arizona. Uh, number four, Arizona is going to go you with Marvin this. Harrison Jr. That's right. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State. Uh, number five. This is the Chargers. New Ooh. head coach will be in place. I still find it odd, by the way, that Jim Harbaugh is interviewing all over the place, but still employed by Michigan. You would think that they're going to take a some kind of weapon, I would imagine, for Justin Herbert. Go Chargers! Go! All right. Am I in the neighborhood? What do you mean? Uh, yeah. Um, is this some way? Is this is this an unexpected pick at five? No, I mean okay. No, is it a wide receiver? No, the tight end I like Brock Bowers. Yeah, <laughs> number five. He's a stud. I like that guy. Likes He's him. good. Yeah. Uh, number six, especially when you see what these young tight ends are doing now. Like what Laporta's done for Detroit, but the thing. So who are the great tight ends? None of them are early picks, though. That's the thing. Like Laporta wasn't even a first round pick. Kelsey wasn't a first round pick. Yeah, but I think you're starting to see. I mean, people the value mock Detroit of. for taking Jameer Gibbs too, like, right? If you know how to use them, right? Uh, Giants at and six. plus they make less money than the wide receiver. Think about that too. They like do. the value they do. Uh, number six, the the Giants. Yep. Uh, we'll take who. Dunze. Nope. Malik Neighbors, Neighbors from LSU. You want the little write-up on it? I do. Giants got just six games at a quarterback. Daniel Jones on the way to a lost season that showed some cracks in the foundation. Defensive coordinator Wink Martindale resigned after the season. Offensive coordinator Mike Kafka struggled with Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito under center. New York's quarterbacks were sacked. They whopping, this is unbelievable, 85 times. The most in the league. When the offense ranked 30th in yards per play, Giants used top 10 picks on offensive linemen in 2020. And 2022, but I absolutely could see them doing it again as tackles Joe Alt and Olu Fashanu. Is that how you say Fashanu? Are still available nice. in this scenario. Thank you. I still like keep coming back to getting Jones more help as he has never played with a true number one wide receiver. Neighbors could be that. He's coming off an 89 catch, 1600 yard season, uh, catching passes from Jaden Daniels. He has a rare combination of speed and route running ability. He led FBS with 17 catches of 30 plus yards. The Giants had just 15. Total 30-plus yard receptions all of last season, five of which were from rookie third-rounder Jalen Hyatt. So Malik Neighbors, number six. Number seven, the Titans. Um, Titans are going to take one of the uh, one of the tackles. Okay, which one? Um, Joe Alt. Yep, Joe Alt, number yes! seven. Look at you. Yeah, I'd say the problem is I don't have the names in front of me, though. Well, you're doing great. Yeah, I know I'm Keep doing great. I mean, all things considered. Number here. eight, I would not have gotten eight, if that's any help to you at all. And the pick goes to uh, Number eight is Atlanta. Maybe Bill Belichick's pick. It's not going to be a quarterback. No. Um, this is a tough one. Well, I mean, tell me what it is. Dallas Turner, linebacker, Alabama. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Number nine, the Bears. What do they want to do with Caleb Williams? Oh, they want to get him some help. I'm going to go with Dunze here. Yeah, a Dunze 9, which leaves the Jets at number 10 with... 
Go with the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. The kid out of Penn State. Okay. You would sign for okay. that in a heartbeat. Yes, in a heartbeat. Uh, let's see what else moves the needle here. Uh, 16. The Seahawks draft their quarterback of the future. This would be the fourth quarterback off the board with Mel's mock draft. And that is J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. And that, I think a lot of people look at J.J. McCarthy as kind of like un- untapped potential yep. with all the kind of like traits of a, a winner, you know? So he does not have Penix. He does not have Bo Nix. He does not have any other quarterback going in round one. See, I think Penix is going to be... I think Penix's success will be dependent on where he gets drafted to. So he's got to be in that right system? Like the kind of offense that he is equipped to, mm-hmm. to run. Kind of like what I mean. Kind of like with what Tua's doing with McDaniel. You can look at this now with like. uh, Mike McDaniel's offense. I mean, because you've seen him. Yeah, it's I don't, be the perfect last, scenario the, for the him. last game was not only does this be perfect, but like just as far as I mean his his ability to get the ball out of his hands, manipulate the pocket, accuracy. You know, like but when he's yeah, I mean, you got to play into his strengths. Like he's he's not going to be. But it's weird because we're talking about after they beat Texas, this kid's going to be a first round pick, and now Mel with the and again we have three months before the draft doesn't even have him in the first round. Well, I think the injury concerns, too. I think that's We're fair. We're talking about two ACLs the same knee. I mean, McCarthy's gonna... upside is interesting. It is. Very interesting. Just what they asked him to do and what he how that translates. I, I would love to, and I mean, listen, we're probably not going to find out. I would love to know, because he's a great coach, period. He's going to be a great NFL coach. I believe he's been a great NFL coach. What uh, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, believes about J.J. McCarthy. Oh, they're not going to draft J.J. McCarthy. No, no, I'm not oh, saying that. You, if you ask I would them? just love to know like his thought of, yeah, this is going to be a stud quarterback at the next level. Because you, you have to trust whatever he thinks about him. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if we've seen enough from J.J. McCarthy to think he's going to be a stud. Certainly a good athlete. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Right? I mean, he's a, it seems like he's a good leader. Like, it's like, it, this the other stuff, too, you have to take into account, though, man. When you, This is part of the, the process when you meet with these kids. And I'm sure if they're smart, picking up the phone and calling the coaches at Michigan, calling the offensive coordinator. Like, that was always that, that would always blow my mind when I saw that Nick Saban stuff. He was like, hey, coaches don't call me. Well, what do you mean NFL coaches don't call you? Yeah, like, yeah, well, why Belichick's, would you not? Belichick's the only one that calls me. That's really weird. All right. Uh, ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superboxes with prizes, including a big screen TV, Nintendo Switch, MetaQuest, and so much more. Be caller number. Uh, let's go caller. Oh, in honor of uh, Mel Kuyper's draft. Jets picking 10. Let's go 10. Caller number 10. Right now, 888-987-ESPN to select a box of the big game with a chance to win 500 bucks in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score pad of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right, let, let's break. We'll come back. We believe Amani Toomer into CMT, into your calls, 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you, 987-ESPN. All right, guys, Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kids' bathtub to a shower, did a phenomenal, wonderful, elite job. Customized just as we wanted, only one expert installer. Process was just so easy, there's no demo, there's no mess. And Bathfitter, it's a high-quality, permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three-plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete bathfitter system. So here's what you do. You start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com because there's only one bathfitter.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I like him very much, and he's an all-time giant. For that, I love him, and he's Amani Toomer. He joins us typically every Tuesday right in this nook of a spot, and we welcome him in again today. Good morning, Amani. How are you? I'm I'm really good. I made it. I made it. I'm I know. on time. Everything is all right. We're so right. we're so proud. Great way to start the week. You know, RJ has to uh, he has to text you prior to the hit just to make sure you're awake and aware and ready to roll. Did you know that? No, not that. He just makes sure that I'm uh, in this time zone. That's all. But he doesn't he doesn't do that with any guests but you. Are you serious? Yeah. No, you're you're RJ. Well, is that, that accurate? Do do you text many guests and tell them just to, your your hit is coming up? Just make sure you're ready. That's only Imani, right? I can only answer honestly, and and I mean since the well, we can all, the, all what we can only refer to as the, the you know the the missing Imani days after the national championship. Yeah. I, I, listen, my, I, I'm sure you had a good a good time, but it's kind of required, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, Imani, this is this is only for you. Well, you know, I mean, that was that was an exception to the rule. I mean, when's the last time the Michigan has won a uh, national championship free and clear without being tied from Nebraska? It's been yeah. it's been a minute. Tell us what ha- what happened that night. Tell us all the sort of details. Well, I you know we won the game, and I went back to the team hotel, and there was a lot of singing of the victors. There was a lot of uh, old friends that I so I got a chance to to run into. 
and um, just celebrating and old teammates. So, you know, we were talking about good old times and happy about what had happened. And then we had, uh, you know, just one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, it's, it's three, four in the morning. That's what we want to know. What led to the other thing? What happened? But I mean, I, I really do not remember what happened uh, <laughs> that much. I just remember seeing a lot of old friends and um, talking about good times and talking about the game and a lot of stuff like that. All right, so so let's no, get to nothing specific. All right, I don't know what happened. Let, let's get to some of the specifics from this past weekend. Um, okay, the Niners they win. I didn't think they looked great by mm-hmm. any stretch. Should we be concerned that they were barely able to sneak by Green Bay, or is it you win and who cares how you look? Um, I think there is definitely concern because I don't think Brock Purdy looked particularly great. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't look like the Brock Purdy that we're used to. Um, they just they couldn't they couldn't really stop the run. I, it was it was a strange thing because when they're going up against the Green Bay Packers, which isn't a team that's known to be physical, and now they're going up against the Detroit Lions, which which is you know they're they're one of the only teams that I think can physically match up on both sides of the ball. With the with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, it's going to be a great game. And I, I, I mean, I'm a 49ers fan from when I grew up, growing up in the Bay Area. But I love Dan Campbell and I love the Detroit Lions, and the story is so good about uh, about Jared Goff and you know Amon Ross St. Brown and you know everything they have going on over there. It just seems like a team that's very easy to root for, especially the city of Detroit. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the University of Michigan. I mean, they're on them right now. I mean, they have the national championship. They got team. They got their professional team in the uh, uh, in the NFC championship. Uh, their basketball team. Well, the Pistons need some work. But other than that, everything is going pretty well. Amani, so we we're just talking about this. Ryan Clark had said something about Brock Purdy. What are your thoughts on Brock Purdy? You give him, you know, some credit, a lot of the credit, or is this more? They're a really talented team with a, a really good head coach. Um, you got to give him some credit. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, he is, you know, the way he uh, dissects the field and the way he sees things coming, you know, not a lot of people can do that. I don't care where he was drafted. Uh, he's played, you know, very, very well. Uh, and I mean, you can't take anything away from him. I mean, you're going to be mad at him because he has great teammates. That doesn't make any sense. He's still playing well. Um, I think a lot of the credit has to go to Brock Purdy because he's the quarterback on the number one seed, uh, San Francisco 49ers. They've done it throughout the entire season. And, um, I mean, what, what can you say bad about Brock Purdy? I mean, has he ever played poorly except for that three-game stretch earlier in the season? No, there's never – my, my always thing is when you look at a quarterback, right, to, 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 when you – my test for is a quarterback great or is a quarterback just average is when he plays bad, are you genuinely surprised? Like when Brady plays bad, you're like, oh my God, Brady played bad. Or, you know, if Lamar plays bad, or if, you know, Josh Allen or all these, some of these top flight quarterbacks, if they play bad, are you like really, wait, let me go look at these stats. Is that correct? That's when, you know, you have a great quarterback. Amani, two more with us here, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the noise, there's been a lot, of, a lot of negativity around Josh Allen and he can't win the big game and he's not. And I don't think anybody's comparing him to Patrick Mahomes or even Joe Burrow, but a lot of negativity. Is it unfair or is it warranted that he couldn't beat Kansas City yet again and he's been kind of raked over the coals over the last 48 hours? I think it's ridiculous that he's been raked over the coals. That pass 
that he threw Stephon Diggs was one of the best passes I've ever seen. And just like Giselle Bunchen says, he can't throw the ball and catch it himself. That ball was an incredible clutch pass. Now, it just shows you how crazy and how humbling football is. Because remember last season at the end of the year, uh, they lost their game in the playoffs, and Stephon Diggs went nuts on the sideline yelling at Josh Allen. Then he carried that off all into the preseason where he didn't show up, took some workouts to make that play because that's the play that he wanted to make last year. And then he gets an opportunity to make that play and he drops the ball. It's just, it's, you can't even write a script in Hollywood that that's, that, that's, that, um, uh, that that's complete full circle moment. He didn't get the ball last year. He complained. He got the ball this year and dropped the ball. Now, uh, is that bad on Josh Allen? No, that was one of the best. Like, if he would have caught that ball, that's all we'd be talking about, how far and how accurate that ball was to Stephon Diggs. So I, 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 that's why I think quarterback play is a little bit unfairly judged because I'm telling you, he played so well that game. The ball that he threw in the end zone uh, on this run, scrambling to the, to the pylon, the front pylon, was amazing. And so if you look at that game and you look at how Josh Allen played, it's not his fault that he lost, but he's going to take all the blame because he's a quarterback. And I don't know how accurate or fair that really is. It's you painting the ass wide receivers. That's the problem. All you guys do is complain, and yeah. then finally you get the ball, you don't catch Some it. Some of them. Some of them. They hate, but, you hate know, you but then it's a chicken of the egg. You're right. It, but it's a chicken of the egg. It's like if you don't complain, then you don't get the ball. And if you do complain, you get the ball and drop it. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I just keep complaining and keep getting the ball, keep getting another chance and see what happens. Uh, Amani, can you put in the con? Listen, maybe you can't. I, I mean, it's we're having a hard time here doing it. We just—it's amazing that the fact that you know Patrick Mahomes, six years as a starting quarterback, he's been in the AFC Championship game all six years. Like, I mean, it's it's too early to to start talking about you know being the greatest of all time. But I mean, does it amaze you? Because their offense didn't look the way it's looked in the first two games of the playoffs all season long, and all of a sudden it's, it feels like they've figured it out at the right time. Yeah, I think Andy Reid and that whole entire that whole um, Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a, it's an amazing run that they're on, and it's and it keeps on going. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes always finds a way to be clutch. He always finds a way to make the way to make the right play. It's I mean, if anybody's going to break with Brady's record, you know, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes because they keep reloading. They paid him the contract. And, you know, the big, the big story is, like, you pay the quarterback the big contract, and then is it going to be like Drew Brees where the whole team falls apart and then, you know, they don't have another chance, another snip at the, uh, at the, at the big time like, like the Saints? This is not exactly would not happen. He's found a way to make it make do with some of these receivers that you never even heard of. Rice goes down, and now you have um, you know you have all these other you know guys who are uh, you know they're they're good receivers. They just haven't been dominant, and he's still finding a way to make plays. I mean, you can't you can't say enough good about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's he's the real deal if we've ever seen one. Who do you like in the uh, Ravens Chiefs game on Sunday? I like the Ravens. I, I like the Ravens. It's at home. Um, you know, they they seem they played very well last week in the second half. Physical team. Their defense came to bring it. Um, I think that the the major thing is going to be how is Patrick Mahomes and this, this very diverse offense of the Kansas City Chiefs how are they going to deal with um, the physical side to side linebackers of Queen and company. 
Uh, I'm going to see where Travis Kelsey, how he's going to do against this very athletic linebacking crew. And uh, are they going to be able to, Hamilton, is he going to be able to shut down um, the, the shut down the Kansas City Chiefs' main weapon, which is uh, Travis Kelsey? Amani, you mentioned Detroit and what Dan Campbell's been able to do for that. I mean, what, what do you think it is? I mean, because you hear his players talk about him. They, I mean, they love him. What, what do you think it is about Dan Campbell that the guys for that team really have bought into? I think he's he's a player, so they know he knows what they're going through, and he. But he knows he has a job to do. I mean, there was a clip this week where he was talking about you know they showed him during training camp, and I guess some players looked like they were down because they were hitting too much, and he's like, I got a plan, guys. You got to trust me. I'm doing everything just because I love you guys. I I'm, I swear I do everything to make sure you got and. When you when he says stuff like that, most coaches you're just like, yeah, whatever. This guy, you, he means it, and he's like that. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and this is who he is. And I think now he's finally really has the confidence to be who he who he really is as a as a coach, which not a lot of coaches are. And I feel like uh, they're responding to him uh, because they know that he's an ally and he's only trying to do the best thing for the team. And uh, once you get a coach with that level, it's you know. You know it's uh, it's not very often. I know in hockey it's the same way. It's not very often when you hear a guy who's been in the locker room who understands the emotions that it takes to play in the NFL, and uh, and he's genuinely who he is. It's just not. It's just not that. It's not a common thing. Uh, Amani, you were teammates with Dan Campbell, right? Yeah, he was a rookie when he came in in '98, and he he was a rookie. Played with me for like five years, and uh, great guy. Did, Always a hundred percent tiled in. Did you see anything like this? Like if I would have told you in 98, 99 that we would be here in 2024, would this shock you or could you have seen this coming? Uh, it shocked me, uh, but he was always, I remember our second, in 2000, I can't remember, I think it was 2000, you know, our first meeting. Um, he gets up and he starts talking and uh, like the our offense coordinator, Sean Payton gets up and starts talking or whatever. And then the meeting's over. And Sean goes, uh, Dan Campbell wants to say something. And this is a, he's a young guy. You know, he's, I don't think he's even a starter at this time. He's just a guy on the team, hardworking guy. So everybody respected him from the beginning. And he gets up in the, in the team meeting room on the first day of training camp and just says to, to the whole offense, and he says, guys, we have enough talent in this room. We could be special. We could do this. And I'm sitting there like, when he first got up, I'm like, man, who is this guy? Then he started talking, and he, he was who he is. You know, he, what you see now is the same person you saw back, I think it was 2000, when he ended up going to the Super Bowl that year. And I was just kind of like, wow, this guy really, really cares. And, you know, most of the guys in his position would be worrying about making the team, not worrying about, you know, how the team is doing in general. So that's just a story that I remember from him and that I'll never forget. It was like the first time I really took notice of him. I'm like, this guy's a little different. And, um, I mean, obviously he, Sean Payton, after his career, took him under his wing and taught him uh, how to be a coach down in uh, New Orleans. And then he went on to Miami, and then, and then he got the job at Detroit. Amani, last one for me. So with the, you know, this, this coaching carousel that's going on, I mean, where do, you, where do you think Bill Belichick ends up? Um, I think he'd be best in L.A. with the Chargers. I think that that's that's the best job going because you have a quarterback, you have a lot of talent on that team. It's not like a full uh, rebuild. It's just kind of a couple tweaks in the mentality of what's going on. And with that mentality tweak, I feel like uh, they're a team that 
could could win and could make noise immediately. Now you have a lot of good pieces and young pieces down in um, down in Atlanta, but I'm just thinking L.A. I'm thinking nice weather. I'm thinking you know you're in a city where you have an a, a opportunity to be the number one team. Everybody loves the Rams, but if the Chargers have Belichick and um, and the young quarterback that they have there, that could be a very big draw in changing around the entire fortunes of that organization that most people in L.A. are very apathetic about. Uh, is the AFC Championship game the Super Bowl, which I've heard a lot of, and I, I don't agree with that at all, but what, what's your mindset? Is that the Super Bowl, or or, or is that just silly? Um, I think it's silly. I mean, you got top teams on both sides. Um, anybody can win in one game. Um, who, you know, what's the matchup going to be? Who's the game plan going to like, how, how well is this coaching staff going to put together a game plan to exploit? Um, I think that, uh, the AFC is definitely the favorite, but I wouldn't say that Detroit or, um, or San Francisco has no chance of winning. I think that's ridiculous. All right, I lied. I got one more. I think the NFC. I think the NFC has more of an opportunity to win the Super Bowl than the AFC this year. Watching both teams play, both sides play. Wait, you think the NFC has a better chance to win than the AFC? Yeah, because I think that the NFC is more like there's like there's both the brands of football are different from like the the brands of football that's played in the NFC is both of these teams that are in are physical, really, really physical. And then you have, let's see, the Kansas City Chiefs go in. I think they're going to have a problem with either of those teams. And I think it's going to be a great matchup physically up front with both sides of the ball. Uh, the, the Ravens versus both sides, of the, the both, versus both of these NFC teams. Because they're, they're, I think they're, those are the three similar teams um, in terms of uh, offensive line play, defensive line play, tackling, and execution um, uh, for, for, and running the ball. I think those are the teams that are going to uh, – are going to be that are going to be um, more similar than not. All right, last one for me. I lied. Um, now I don't know this because in my experience we don't really have this happen in our locker rooms, but uh, it happens in the NFL uh, quite a bit. John Harbaugh dancing in front of the guys. What what is that? Mm-hmm. Guys love that. Guys think eh, not great. How does how does the locker room feel about something like that? I think it's a modern thing. I I don't think Tom Coughlin ever cut a rug in front of us. So. <laughs> I'm sure not. <laughs> He didn't do that. It's a modern thing. We didn't have like sound systems in the locker room. Like it's kind of weird. Uh, the modern uh, NFL. I love it. I mean, I think it's a good time, a bonding area. We used to just yell and scream and stuff like that. We didn't have any like real theme music. So uh, yeah, it's just different. It's different. Definitely different. All right. Listen, bud, thanks for showing up today. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're a little shall surprised, you, but we're pleased. You take me? See how that is? You're <laughs> leading the witnesses. You're leading them no, right now. No, I'm, I'm pleased that you showed up. Hopefully you show up again next week, and this becomes kind of a theme of the show, that Imani is very reliable. I am very reliable, Like, but I want you guys to be reliable about this game that we're going to play. We're going to play. I'm, I'm playing in a pickleball tournament in, like, next week. So I'm you are? My, I'm getting my, uh, yeah, I'm playing in a pickleball tournament next week. Is this the first time you've ever session. played? Uh, I played before uh, intermittently, but this is going to be for. I'm not going to be playing for keeps. See, he's taking this thing serious. Yeah, he's now. he's probably going to embarrass himself. Then <laughs> I think there's a pretty good chance of, of that. Oh, uh, all no, it was this it, is that I'm, I didn't say you were playing it. I said I'm playing in it. Oh, that's cute. All right, listen. Thanks for showing. We appreciate that. <laughs> we'll we'll do this again next Tuesday if you uh, if you so desire. 
Oh, yeah, no, I definitely would desire. Just, you know, I desire as much as you guys desire to, uh, well, no, I, that would Yeah, be don't wrong. tweak your hamstring or anything. Uh, God, I mean, uh, God forbid you get hurt playing pickleball. I'm in pretty, uh, no, I'm not in good shape, but uh, I don't think tragic. I'll pull a hamstring. I'm not a hamstring. All right, goodbye. Guy. We'll talk to you next week. We're done. We'll talk to you. Thanks, Imani. That's that's the great Imani, too. Right. Right? This thing is going to dra- drag on forever. He's going to take shots at us for the pickleball. He's and, dying to play. Right, we're going to play. Well, yeah, you say that. I'm actually, like, I've, I've held up my end of the bargain. I've, I've dabbled with the pickleball. Yeah. You've done nothing. What do you mean? You haven't played? I've I've played more than anybody. Right, but he's playing in a tournament. Okay. Like, real competitive. He's good. Well, I know, but he's getting experience. Okay. We're going to play. Okay. And have him come on here and trash talk every week. Yeah, well, but you got a, like a really bad back right now. Yeah, that I'm concerned about. Well, you should be concerned about it. And when I get past this this back <laughs> issue, we're going to play and we're going to win. I have little doubt that we're going to win. Um, so I'm glad you're that confident. You're not? No, I'm confident. I haven't seen you. We haven't played together. I don't know. But well, we will. Yeah, right. I think we should probably play together first. I think we will. The benefit of me being a lefty and you being a righty. That's which nice. I think is nice. That'll be very nice. Really? Yeah, my my. Ground we can do, we can do with the behind the back signals. We can. What we want to do. I don't know what what, what the signals be though. Oh, they have. I saw a whole thing. Well, on I it. know they do it. I just don't well, know. We what just make they up mean. our own signal. <laughs> well, because we can switch. I just give you the figure. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can switch. Right. Ha. Like you can. What a loser like you, you want are. to serve and we you can switch. You know, we switch so I get onto my forehand and you're on your forehand. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I'd we be can like do. a sexual camel. We can outthink these two. Oh, I listen to the Sunday show. I don't think we can outthink. I don't think there's any doubt about that. We start giving them math problems as we're playing. Forget it. Oh, right, we say, well, I was surprised he just said that, though. What? That he's he playing? Thinks, no, no, that he thinks the NFC has a better chance than uh, against the AFC. Well, I've heard everyone be like, oh, this, this Ravens-Chiefs is the Super Bowl. And then Amani's like, no, no, no. I think the NFC is going to win regardless. Well, I, you've I agree already with you. I seen, think it's strange. Well, that's the thing, though. You, you've seen, I mean, the thing I would say to Amani is you've seen Baltimore <laughs> destroy Detroit and San Francisco. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, man. I, I, don't, I don't see Detroit winning the Super Bowl. Like I, that would be a great story, though. It would be a great. Oh. RJ, close your ears for a second. Yeah, don't listen, RJ. Put a bag. Put those bagels in yours. I would love Detroit to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I, I believe you would say that in front of RJ. I'm I'm sorry, but I think RJ like that story is unbelievable. No, he doesn't understand that. RJ, do you understand that? Why do what, what did I do to you? You why, did nothing to why me. Why do you want to hurt me? Re, you do you really look at that as a like Detroit is it's a great story. I don't care. <laughs> We don't live in Detroit. I'm not saying you should care, but you don't understand how someone else could be swayed for Detroit doing well. Like yeah, that someone, would, someone, someone else, someone not that's not his close friend, someone who's a bad guy. Are you it, understand? See, this so is Raymond, the, you don't you, you're not there either. Like you're rooting for the Niners in this game. At this point, you're making me root for the Niners. How am I making you do anything? I'm openly, so you know, RJ rooting for the, the Niners. And, and to prove it, how about this? To prove it, I will send you a picture today. Milo and Rocco both in Christian McCaffrey jerseys. Wow. We're just sent by uh, Cassie's friend that lives in San Francisco. So you, you know what's amazing about what? you and your like lifestyle? That you just you you hobnob with people who send numerous jerseys to your home. They got home. two. They got they got the red one and they got the uh, Do you know how much that is, RJ? The military. It's like one. hundreds of dollars worth worth of outfits that they're sending just at the drop of a hat on a whim. Well, whoever that is, that, that's a good fan to ensure that you know what? Come this Sunday, hopefully two Sundays from now. They'll be on the right side. That's a good friend. It's a it's a wealthy friend, is what it is. Listen, whatever whatever you want to describe it as, good uh, friend. It's a, it's a wealthy friend. RJ, look. It feels like you're against me. RJ, I'm look. not against you. Look like at Rocco it. in the in the McCaffrey jersey. That's nice. See that? You feel good. You feel good. He when, does when have you're... a neck tattoo currently too. Rocco does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he took them to the BU games. They're giving away uh, the the tattoos. <laughs> he, got a, he decided he wanted one on his neck. 
Nice. He's got a terrier on his neck. Um, I, I, you can't blame me for this. Of course, yeah, I'm we not. can. No, no, you cannot. No, no, because you don't get it. If that's the problem. No, if we can and we will eliminate no, some of these colleges in your head and have some real like emotion towards your friends. I have legitimate no, you emotion don't. towards friends. No, you don't. If we flipped and it were the Niners at one in 07 and eleven, and the Giants had not won since ninety four, I would be rooting for you. This is what I don't. I, if you were, if you were taken for in, the story. If you were taken in by this lion story and the fact that they haven't. Ever been to a Super Bowl? Okay, let's continue the trend. It doesn't I don't take care me in at all. I, and I, nor should you care. You should not care. The question is, why do you care? Because yes. I think it's a great story, and I find them oh. immensely likable. RJ, he's, he's he, spitting they, in your he, face. He sees this as the Giants' adjacent story Listen, because Dan Campbell was a Giant. Yeah, That's are, what it is. They are likable, and you've been on them since August, and I give you credit. No, for I've that. been on them since April when the schedule came out, and I said sexy, and you guys ridiculed and mocked me. Okay, you've been on, you've been on them since April. <laughs> How long have you known me? Uh, how long have I known you? Yeah, I don't know, ten years, eleven years. And you've known, and you've been on them since April. Seems right. like one side of the of the the teeter totter should go up, and once you go down. No, I didn't want to have to bring it's this to the table, point. but I will. It's a valid point. Mm-hmm. I hated the Niners. Well, growing up, past tense, ha- hated, hated. Okay? Clearly, you don't hate them anymore. Hate, hated the fact that I'm actually rooting for them in any capacity is a testament to how much I care for you. You sent me a fruit basket when they beat the Cowboys. That's right. You know what I'm starting to realize? What? You use the Niners as a conduit to get what you want, then you bail on them for a better story. <laughs> uh, I think that's again, accurate. Again, very, very salient <laughs> points. Very salient points. I, I got what I wanted, yeah, and, the, and now I'm done. The Cowboys. And I don't Eagles, need you anymore. Cowboys and Eagles are out. Here come the Lions. I don't need you at all anymore. It it, it sure says a lot about how, how you view me, too, by the way. What does that because, mean? Because you you say you still love RJ, and, and that, that your love for RJ has transcended your hate for the 49ers. Then you sit there in the same breath no, and no, you no, say no. you love it's, me. It, no, Raymond, it's not the same kind of hate. You you, your, how yours is, it not yours the same is kind like of a, hate? a hate of epic proportions. How, His is like is a it? used how? to hate. How? Are you kidding me? I hate the Cowboys, Ray. Wow. And, you know, I, and, and I hate the Giants, but I don't hate the Giants more than I love you. Yeah, you know well, they're, they're, they're right there. <laughs> That's and, the crux of the issue. And and, and and you talk about the hate for the 49ers. Why did you hate the 49ers? Because they got my way consistently. Okay, the 49ers got in my way consistently. Well, I I'm hate, not saying I hate you the shouldn't 40, hate the Niners. I hate the 49ers more than I hate the Giants. You hate the 49ers more than you hate the Giants? Always have. That's ridiculous. But he loves RJ. But I love RJ. Love RJ. And that's all, you all that want. matters. Love RJ. Only one to everyone I'm not but you. Judging you, you root for the Niners if you want. I am titillated by the Lions. You got what you wanted. The Eagles and Cowboys are out. Now you don't care. That's right. Hmm. That's a hundred percent accurate. No, no, but that, but that's the, but that's the biggest issue I have with you, because you have a reason to care, and yet you choose to ignore it. No, no. If the Niners win, I'll be thrilled for no, RJ. You should be rooting for them to win. No. Let's just call it what it is. You mentioned at the top of the show, Sherry. Not a fan. You, now not a fan. The Rothenbergs are out on me. That's what's happened. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN New York app. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.